UGC. Outdated or essential? Cut through the noise and reveal the truth with our free ebook created in collaboration with VideoWise. Learn proven strategies to encourage customer reviews, leverage email marketing for sales, and boost conversion rate by 9.2%. Download the ebook for free at flowing.com/slash UGC. Arian is the CEO of IgnitePost.com, the company that helps marketing and sales team to improve their conversion rates through, let's do the drum here, <laughs> uh, they actually are using software and robotics to send real pen and ink notes. Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Floium. It's time to start honing your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Floium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Email Einstein. Another week, another episode. We're super excited. We have a very special guest, Vera and Elisa here. And yeah, let's just get started. So before we do, we are two email marketers at an email marketing agency called Floium. We are super passionate about email marketing. And because we love what we do, we want to share our insights with you. Floium is one of the fastest growing email marketing agencies in the world. We specialize in providing a premium, full-service, e-commerce email marketing experience for all of our clients and our services tailored to specifically for your business and it's designed to help increase your online retail revenue by about 20 to 50 percent which is pretty good we deliver the right message to the right person at the right moment and that's what we're all about here at Floium. but without any further delay Vera please tell us who our special guest is because we're really looking forward to this one oh, I'm super excited about this one because I have like a gazillion questions myself <laughs> and I'm sure yeah. that our listeners will have them as well and just before the episode I was rehearsing how to pronounce the name of the company and the guest correctly so <laughs> fingers crossed I'm not gonna mess it up this time um, so today on the show we'll be talking to Arian Redman did I say it correctly <laughs> Yeah, you, you got it. Ar Ar Arian is how you pronounce my name. Arian, yeah. Arian, I nailed it almost. <laughs> <laughs> and Arian is from the brand called Ignite Post. Did I do this one right? Yes, yep, nailed got it. it. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is the most stressful part of the podcast for me and my Ukrainian alter ego. <laughs> so we are so excited to have you on podcast today. Um, Arian is the CEO of IgnitePost.com, the company that helps marketing and sales team to improve their conversion rates through, let's do the drum here, uh, they actually are using software and robotics to send real pen and ink notes how crazy is which that? this like this is psycho to me i was like what they should have done my wedding invitations or thank you know, right? everything come <laughs> on <laughs> can you make christmas cards this year guys yeah yeah that's a great idea <laughs> is that something you're doing hey hey arian how, how's it going <laughs> it's going well it's going well thanks thanks so much for having me it's it's awesome to be here cool cool Having the right communication between your brand and your audience is how you create meaningful connections, building your brand's identity and reputation. Introducing Floium's Brand Voice course. Get a step-by-step -step guide on creating your brand voice. Learn about what makes great branding, steps on how to describe your brand, your tone, and how to represent your brand across multiple channels. Your brand identity can be one step closer to being complete with Floium's Brand Voice course course. Find out more at flowium.com slash brand voice.
before we get into the serious questions, we want to play this little game called called Blitz Q&A. Okay. So Alyssa will ask you like a list of short and, and silly questions. Just answer the first thing that comes into your mind. Okay, I'm I'm excited. This is my favorite part of when we have guests because I feel like this is when you really get to know who the person is. So no pressure, Arian. <laughs> um, whatsoever. So, okay, first question. Favorite U.S. city? Favorite U.S. city. It's got to be Boston. Whoa, Boston. yes, I love that answer. That's a great answer. <laughs> Listen, uh, that's where you grew up. Well, okay, so technically New Hampshire, and when I say Boston, people are like, that's not New Hampshire, but my dad worked in the financial district in Boston, oh, so nice. we used to go every single weekend, like literally every single weekend, we lived about a half hour north of the city. So uh, the I love best it. Boston cream donut in the city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. where can you find it? Oh. What is the place? Arian, that's on you. <laughs> that's a good question. Um, <laughs> is it, I, I think actually the Omni Parker house is the originator of it. We're at least somewhere around there. Oh, so, okay. Um, I, that I did I th- not know. I think there's like an intricate story there involving uh, like a, a, a bunch of like really early Bostonians or maybe even like JFK. I, I got to look into it. I'm I'm butchering it, but I think there's like a very very historical significance of of the Boston that's, cream. That's donut. the only thing that my husband asked me to bring from Boston the last time I traveled there. <laughs> bring me some Boston cream donut. Uh, I love yeah. it. It's such a great historical city. But anyways, okay. So okay, next question: texting or talking? Ah man, you know I'm gonna say talking. Ooh, I, I like hey. talking. Yeah. Great. Nice. Okay. Pen or pencil. Pen. Gotta be pen. The reason is because if history was recorded with pencil, we would have no recorded history. You gotta write pen. <laughs> this That's a good true. one. That's yes. true. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. That's gonna okay. be my Instagram caption for today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> okay. Sending greeting cards or receiving them? Ah. Uh, you know, I'm split on this one. I'm gonna say sending. I'm gonna okay. say sending. sending that makes cards. sense. I think that makes sense. When was the last time that you personally wrote a letter to someone like handwritten on paper? I do that very frequently. So last week. Really? uh, Wow. That's really cool. That's awesome. It's so weird, isn't it? That's like such a rarity these days. Like, wow, you wrote something with your hands? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Email marketing or direct mail marketing? Ooh, interesting. Um, I'm going to say direct mail, but I'm also going to have a caveat. Use the right tool for the job. (laughs) Okay. Yes. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. And then the last one, this is very, very serious. Okay. Is Santa real? Absolutely. hundred percent. Great. We're all on the same page here. Never doubt. (laughs) Okay. It's going to be a good one. (laughs) Um, Okay. So Arian or Arian, sorry, sorry. Yes. Um, let's get started. So tell us about yourself. Um, so for those of you who don't actually know who Arian is, um, we, we'd like to know who are you <laughs> and what is Ignite Post and what do you do and how did you get there and give us, give us a bit of a story. Yeah, awesome. So a uh, little bit about myself. So uh, my background is actually in, in engineering, but really, so I, I started Ignite Post about two years ago. And the reason why I started Ignite Post is I kind of saw this trend that was happening really all over of just everybody being absolutely crushed digitally with like way too much digital communication. Mm-hmm. And so I, I tried to kind of project forward into the future and say, okay, you know, a decade from now, what is it going to look like? How, how are brands and businesses going to interact with their you know, target customers? What, what are they going to do to, dif- to differentiate themselves? And you know, at a point right now where everybody is very saturated with a lot of email, digital ads, push notifications on every device we own, I felt that 
the solution wasn't going to be just doing more and more and more of the same. I felt that we were kind of near our saturation limit. And so the whole goal of, of why I decided to start Ignite Post was to bring things back to being human, really. Uh, and that's kind of really what, what gets me going. So that this is my second company and kind of the, the theme between the two companies, I would say, is that theme of kind of personalization and, and being back, coming back to being human. So mm-hmm. my business before I did this was a private sports coaching marketplace called mm-hmm. Coach Up that connected athletes and private coaches for one-on-one personalized training. Wow. And now with Ignite Post, uh, I'm trying to kind of apply that same personalization principles, but give businesses the tools to do that at the scale with which they need to do that. <laughs> That's really cool. I love that bringing like a humanistic touch to marketing and like what, what we do, especially at Flowium. So that's really, really cool. Yeah. Really cool. I love that. And uh, <laughs> today, yeah. And today we will be talking about direct mail marketing, not email, but mail. And that is so like fresh for me. And maybe it's a very like millennial question to ask, but what is direct mail marketing? Can you like briefly explain the entire concept the entire concept yeah i know yeah. it's it's crazy uh it's crazy to think that a lot of people are just not super familiar with it but in general direct mail marketing is just direct marketing that is delivered physically to either a customer or prospects mailbox typically through the u.s postal service or some other delivery service so examples postcard flyers you know catalogs these are all kind of common examples of direct mail marketing mm-hmm. um so that, that's just, you know, in general, very broadly speaking, when we say about direct, talk about direct mail, it's any type of direct marketing that's just delivered physically through the mail. Like to me, it sounded a bit like a thing of the past, to be honest, like, yeah. Um, but uh, I just like Googled this like stats and I was like shocked. So <laughs> for example, would you have guessed that four in 10 Americans of all ages look forward to checking their mail- mailbox so that's yep. like a little routine for them and not only do we look forward to receiving like a piece of email or a card or something but we also tend to hold to these things for yep. a longer time yeah it's true and um yeah and that's like another number that i was like shocked to read so in average a u.s household the mail is thrown out after 17 days can you imagine? So you have basically yeah. like 17 days and it gives you like a plenty of opportunities for a direct mail to get read actually instead yeah. of just like... And, and to continue something. living. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, yeah, I, I, was, I was actually shocked. I Like when I learned that this will be the topic of the podcast and when I learned what you guys are doing, I was like, what is like direct mail, you know? <laughs> so Yeah, totally. And, and those are those are awesome stats too. And a lot of people don't realize it, right? So everybody, because we have shifted so much towards digital communication, I feel like a lot of times the, the actual sending physical things to people kind of really gets lost. But that therein lies really the opportunity. You know, I think some last year, you know, there was, I think the industry, something like you know, $40 billion was spent in direct mail in some in capacity, right? So what? putting together, yeah, like, like putting together print flyers and catalogs and sending things. Um, so it's, it's huge just to think about. And just the fact that we do continue to get direct mail means that it definitely works because companies wouldn't do it if it, if it didn't work. The trick is really just finding the the right fit and the right scenarios in, in which to use it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm at my desk and I'm looking on the side of my desk and I have a pile of mail that we <laughs> got like 
literally three weeks ago and it's still on my desk and I still haven't touched it. So that's very funny because I'm like listening <laughs> to that statistic and I'm like, I am that person. <laughs> I'm like am looking at myself and seeing the whole pile of mail. So Arian, so what would you say is like the most effective thing about direct mail? A lot of people consider it like spam. A lot of people consider it to be on the decline. Some people don't even know what it is, but um, <laughs> why would you say it's still so effective and or how can yeah. it be so effective? Well, so really it starts with kind of what we were talking about earlier is just us being human, right? It's really right. ingrained in our DNA. If you think about us as human beings, we have evolved over time such that we learn about our environments by physically touching things like tact- tactile feedback. Right. So, and there's a lot of studies out there. I think the Journal of Vision probably did the most you know, popular study where they essentially had two cohorts of people and they, they basically gave the same ads to both people, uh, both cohorts, but one cohort was only allowed to view those ads. And then the other cohort was actually allowed to interact, touch, feel, you know, pick it up, lift. And they actually found that that second group that was able to actually touch and interact with it retained the, what was being said better. So they comprehended things better. And they also remembered what was the content of the ads longer. So, you know, really the thing about sending something physical to someone is that you're unlocking the, our innate DNA, uh, you know, in our reptilian brains that has evolved to this point to interact with and understand things that we can actually touch. Hmm. So, you know, we, we've really, we've moved into an era where there's a lot of digital communication just because it's super easy and very, very cost effective to send a lot of, you know, digital outreach and digital communication. But, you know, at our core, we're, we're still human, right? We, we have not evolved nearly as fast as technology has, you know, taken right. off. And so that's really one of the things that makes mail so effective is that it exists and you can actually touch it and interact with it and hold it, which means subconsciously it interacts with those parts of your brain that, you know, subconsciously it means more to you. And, you know, you you have this deeper connection with whomever sent you that, that mail piece. That's really interesting. Hearing what you're saying and thinking about like even like with the pandemic that's gone on this year and how much people have been struggling with the idea of like, okay, now I work from home, all my meetings are off my computer and stuff. And it's like, it's kind of fun, you know, in the beginning where it's like, everything's so digital. But then people are like, I'm sick of this. Like, I want to see, I want to see my people at work and I want to like be in a meeting and be in a different place and just like, you know, like almost like feel the energy of other people. So it's really interesting because I think no matter how much we want to be little creepos that just sit at home on our laptops all day it's difficult for us as humans because that's not that's not how we're wired you know that's not how we work so that's really interesting really really interesting that's cool yeah yeah that's a good point too if the pandemic has taught us anything it's that you know being virtual is great and and can be effective but we as humans still crave that in real life and and in-person interaction for sure right well, guys, to be sure, I'm still very, like, skeptic of this idea. So try to, like, I, I just want to be, like, very open with you because I live with my phone and, and stuff. But whether with email or traditional mail, directing, like, a targeted traffic to your website is all about building, like, a list of the people who match that ideal persona, that ideal profile of your customer. So are there actually the ways to really segment your direct list, uh, your direct mail audience? So that's my like biggest, biggest concern (laughs) about all this like mailing thing. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is, again, this is like such a loaded question because there are literally so many ways to segment, mm-hmm. you know, audiences. Honestly, really, it comes down to, you know, for the most part, your, your goals and objectives, which is, I think, where, where really every, everything starts. But in terms of, you know, how to segment, like what you can do, the list is almost infinite, right? So some common things that we see, especially in the e-commerce space, is segmenting based on, on user behavior, right? So taking right. cohorts of who have behaved a certain way on, on your site, as an example, right? Like, post-purchase flows, like people that come in and they purchase certain items or they purchase Mm -hmm. over certain thresholds. Like there's so many different ways you can slice how to segment and target a specific, you know, group of people that it really just comes down to what your ultimate goal is, right? So the, the segmenting really starts with what is my end objective, right? Do I, am right. I trying to, what's your why, you know, basically. yeah, what's your why? Am I, am I trying to get more product reviews for my product or service? Am I trying to get people to refer other people? You know, am I trying to, you know, get somebody to take advantage of an upcoming sale or use a discount code for, you know, an upcoming event that we're having? Are we trying to just, you know, keep somebody in their subscription uh, longer and extend their lifetime value? So it kind of starts with that. What is your Mm -hmm. ultimate why? What is your goal? And then from there, there's so many different ways you can segment, you know, based on behavior, uh, based on, you know, just demographic information based on psych- psychographic uh, information, a combo wow. of, of all of those. So there, there's so many ways to, to segment things. It really just depends on what the ultimate goal is. So oftentimes that's what we do. We kind of start with w- what is the goal ultimately that we're, we're trying to do? And then from here, what are some of the cohorts that we can segment and test? And then from there, it's just a matter of like see- seeing which cohorts mm-hmm. exhibit the behavior that, that we want them to. And then once we once we're confident, we typically you know expand and, and roll out from there. So I, I guess to to answer your question, there's definitely ways to segment direct mail audiences, but it really right. all starts with your your ultimate goal. Right, that's a good one actually, and uh, that actually answered my question perfectly. And I was asking <laughs> it because I moved to this apartment like a few months ago, and I received this like a sample of baby formula, and I have like no babies right <laughs> and i don't plan to have one anytime soon but i received it so i was wondering like how do they know like who to send like the the sample to right but right. i guess and like yeah. in in the case with like your brand you guys do things like differently you have your own like a different approach and yeah and a lot of times we work with our customers to to do that right because no two customers are the same everybody has different data they have their products and services are, are definitely different so it, it really comes down to you know what is available what is the goal and then what make just makes the most sense uh given what you're you know what you're trying to accomplish so walk us through arian like how how ignite post actually works like logistically speaking like what's like the step-by-step like so i'm a client but what client kind of client do i have to be to work with you guys and then at that point like what does our kind of working relationship look like? Yeah. Yeah. What does that all look like? <laughs> yeah. Good, good, good question. So in terms of how Ignite Post works, there's two main ways that folks typically use our service. They either use us in a campaign-based kind of traditional way mm-hmm. or in a more transactional way. So in, in a campaign-based way, so think of our service almost like, you know, MailChimp for handwritten notes. That's like a very kind of quick, quick analogy. Okay. So the same way that you can create a email campaign, right? Where you would create a campaign, add a series of emails to it, personalize things based on, you know, various merge variables, et cetera, and then execute it, right? Like let it, let it send and mm-hmm. report on statistics. So Ignite Post works that in that exact same way. So you can do all of those same things. You can create a campaign, you can add letters to a particular campaign, 
personalize, like type, type your notes out and personalize them with specific merge variables and data that you have. The only difference is instead of sending emails, all of the letters that you create will actually be turned into real handwritten notes by us and our robotics. And then we actually do all the shipping and fulfilling for you. Wow. So you use it the same way, but the end result is a very, you know, very much a, a much more personalized form of outreach uh, that actually gets sent through the mail. So, oh, so you're not just like creating the note. You're not just like writing the notes. You do like everything from the, exactly. from the message, like targeting to basically putting it into the envelope and send it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, I, everything. Need, I need this in my life. <laughs> I need so, this. The Christmas is coming. I, I, I'm not hurry, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the, so that's the option A. So that's how a lot of folks use this. And then option B is more of a transactional that sends. Mm -hmm. And so with that, what we do is we actually give you the ability to create on our dashboard, what's called letter templates which are a predefined handwriting style and card stationary image. So basically handwriting style and card. Mm -hmm. And then you can trigger those templates in certain scenarios based on a number of different trigger events, but most commonly it's based on user behavior. So as an example, we talked about earlier, you know, a per post purchase flow. So you can do things like somebody comes to my site and makes a purchase for the first time I want to immediately trigger a handwritten note from the CEO or from the founder asking that person to come back and review the product or service. So our site also works in that capacity. And to do that, you would essentially set up a letter template, which is a handwriting style and a card image for the stationery. And then you would use either our API or one of our integrations, you know, like Shopify or Zapier or or you know, one of our integrations there to plug into either your e-commerce system or your CRM system or wherever the data lives that you need to create and trigger the flow from. So that's the, the second way that folks typically use um, our service. And then obviously the last thing that we also do is talk back to all of those systems as well so that you can close the loop. So on a letter by letter basis, after we have fulfilled them and they go out the door, if you want to, you can also have us talk back to your e-com system or your CRM system so that you can follow up with an email or a text message or what have you uh, whenever the card arrives in the mail. And so now you get these very, very intricate and very personalized and individualized follow-up omni-channel marketing experiences, which we've seen work really, really well. So it's like an email that goes out to just say like, hey, did you get my card kind of thing? Yeah, you, I mean, you can set it, uh, configure it to say anything you want. Mm -hmm. So we basically trigger and say, okay, your car just got delivered. So from there, you can you can do anything you want. Oh, you can say anything you want. wow, that's so freaking cool, dude. That's awesome. How did you even come up with this idea? This is genius. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it, it was honestly just working with customers, right? So th that's where most features come from is you work with your customers and figure out what they're doing what their needs are, and then uh, how to help them out. And so that was something that was just super requested by customers of, listen, like, this is great. Like, we're, we're doing this. This is one way right now, right, where we're sending a, a lot of these notes. But how could we complete the loop? Because that's really what, what kind of completes the experience and brings everybody back online. Right. And so well, here, here's a way. And so we, we built our, our webhook functionality and uh, helped people close the loop. Wow. So you basically can set up like the entire sequence pretty much, right? It's not just one campaign. Can you like do the sequence like this email, this mail, this like letter will go on like this date, this mail exactly. will go on this date. 
Yeah. Wow. Like I'm, I'm impressed. I didn't expect this episode to be like <laughs> this cool. You yeah. Know? This is really, really. Can you, awesome. can you like talk, talk us through the technology? Cause I think it's one of the most exciting parts for me, like hand yeah. direct mail letters versus like bulk printed because like at the beginning when i started researching this thing i thought like okay they just like print something and it looks like it's like handwritten but your cards are actually well technically not handwritten but they are written so correct tell us more about it yeah yeah and so that that's really interesting too because there's a huge difference between what we do versus direct mail and i actually don't even call what we do direct mail because it is so different so it's different now yeah yeah so you know traditionally direct mail is basically it comes out of a printer so laser printer ink printer and everything it, it is printed uh what we do is we actually use robotics that hold real ballpoint pens and will actually apply pressure to letters and cards and, and write them out. So fundamentally, kind of what we're doing is, is just different in general than, than direct mail. But specifically, so our technology does a couple of things. And so what we've done is we've combined software and hardware of the robotics to, to create this like really, really personalized and very authentic looking handwriting solution. So on the robotic side, like I said, we don't use, we don't print anything. We actually use a real ballpoint pen that applies pressure to a card. So when somebody gets one of our cards in the mail, you can actually see that it was written with a ballpoint pen. You can feel the indentation if you Mm -hmm. run your your hand over it, which you don't get if things just come out of a printer. And then we actually go a step further and we introduce what we call penmanship variation. So if you look Mm -hmm. at one of our notes, it doesn't look like a font. It doesn't look like all the A's are the same, all the T's are the same. It uses cadences that are similar to how you would as a human, write out a letter. So if you have like a double T, you know, in a in a word, those come out differently than if you have the letter T just, you know, appearing independently and you know, things like that. Dude, uh, I am freaking out. I'm like, <laughs> I need it. Cause I actually, we still haven't sent out our thank you notes for our wedding. It's so oh, no. bad. And I'm like, I did not I want to handwrite a hundred letters, you know? Small. You're th- I think you are a very small client. Yeah, yeah I'm a small <laughs> client. I'm too small. Oh my you gosh, this small. is unbelievable. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, who's, who's like hand, handwriting? Is that the word? Whose handwriting yeah. are you using? Like- well, so that's the cool thing. If you want to, we can actually use your own handwriting. So Ooh. if you wanted to put your handwriting on file with us, we can do that. So we send you a sample. You give us a sample mm-hmm. of basically writing all the characters and symbols and a oh couple of phrases. Gosh. Uh, but we do have some just default styles available. So if you really just want to get up and running in like two minutes, you can just use one of our default handwriting styles that are available. Mm-hmm. So it really, it's up to you. Believe it or not, a lot of people actually choose not to use their own handwriting because they don't like it because they, they think that they write too sloppily. So a lot of people actually would rather us use our, our default fonts than, uh, than their own handwriting. <laughs> but it, it really comes down to, to personal preference. It's like I'm going through my notes and I'm like, no <laughs> way I would send someone that the card was my hand handwriting. But that's, that's really cool. And the recent study actually shows that consumers, in a way, both like appreciate and expect personalization. And I feel like this is like a little touch that can make the, the all the difference in the world so totally yeah tell us more about the campaigns like h- how does it work how do you set up and and stuff like that what is the process from the client's perspective basically 
Yeah, good question. So in terms of setting up a campaign, uh, it works pretty simply. So again, everything starts typically with, with a goal in mind. So start with the why. What are we trying to do? And from there, we, we kind of work backwards. So in terms mm-hmm. of setting up the campaign, setting things up on, on Ignite Post is pretty straightforward. So you're either going to you know create a new campaign where you add a letter and type out the, the message you want to use and then use merge variables, or you're going to integrate us somewhere into your flow, whether that's a CRM or your e-commerce platform. But from there, you know, the, the really the, the key is being able to correlate this to performance. And so there's a couple different ways that we normally work with customers to correlate performance. And again, it all it's all based on, on their goals. But the things that we've seen so far that work well, and at least the ways that we've seen to track performance, there's a couple of them. So I'd say probably the most common thing that we see in the e-commerce space is using some type of promotion or, or discount code when you are sending the, the correspondence out to either, you know, come back and, you know, take advantage of, you know, this, this new special offer. Like we have a new, you know, fall offer or, Hey, this is a, you know, a VIP offer use, you know, VIP 2020 to, to come get X percentage off. That's probably the, the most common thing we see. And actually there are two ways that we see people track with those types of discount codes. One way is putting them actually in the handwritten note. And then the other way is actually putting them on the card itself. So, when you set up the campaign with Ignite Post, you can actually choose to customize the image that appears on the front of the card. So we've had people put the codes directly there and even go a step further and literally provide a unique code for literally every single person that they're that they're sending that they're sending a card to so they can track on the individual person by person level. So that's probably the most common thing we've seen. But again, you know, we've we've seen things like Email addresses work really well. So sending everybody to, you know, telling everybody to email you at a particular email address, that works very well. Believe it or not, because it is a handwritten note, if you put a a phone number down for people to call or text, that actually produces a a pretty good response as well especially if you use a service like CallRail or, you know, one of those other similar services that allow you to get all the data of how many Mm -hmm. people called or texted, but forward to whomever you want. So there, there's a lot of different ways that you can you can set things up to, to track performance. That's awesome. Yeah, so what is what are the other like ways to track your campaign's performance? So how do you know, can you do, let's say, like a split testing, like this campaign or this, um, I don't know, like the texts were better than, than this one or yeah. um, like this piece performed better or what, which one of two mailing lists you sent did better? Can you actually get this information as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, again, it comes down to working with the, the actual company that's going to be that, that we're setting this up for. But there's a couple different ways to do that. So if you're just talking about sending kind of a, an initial test trial campaign, the most mm-hmm. common thing we've seen is just to set up two different campaigns, right? So if I have two different lists I want to I target, take the list, split it in half, set up two campaigns where, you know, b- between the two lists, and then send a different offer to each one or use a unique discount code for each list. Uh, and that'll mm. give us specific data. The really cool thing is you can actually do this real time in an integrated way using our, our triggered sends and our letter templates. So you can actually come onto Ignite Post, set up two different letter templates that are going to be triggered in different scenarios. And same thing, use either different calls to action or different discount codes that you're going to be sending to each group. And then this way you can correlate which cohort performs better or worse than, than the others. And so it just kind of depends on your goals and you know, if you want to do this in a kind of one-off scenario or if you want to set this up 
on an ongoing basis to, to do this real time via via an integration. So how does it work with like, I don't know, almost like driving your offline traffic like back online? Is that something yeah. that you guys can do? Yeah, well, so it's, it's certainly a goal of ours, right? And so even going back to what we were talking about earlier, one of the reasons why we decided to build the platform in the way we, we did and to make sure that on a person by person and letter by letter basis, we can have that webhook ability to pull people back or to be able to follow up with somebody after they've received their handwritten note in the mail is something that's super important, but works really well. And so closing that whole, that whole loop is something that's, that's really important. You know, the, the thing with offline traffic that I think a lot of folks not don't remember, but maybe overlook is that when people get their mail, it's like an experience, right? When right, you go out, right. you know, every day, it's like this ritual, right? So the mail, mail comes, you go out and you have this routine where I go to the mailbox, I open it. You know, most people while they're checking their mail, give their mail a hundred percent of their undivided attention, right? So there's no distractions or anything going on as opposed to something like going through your, you know, your cluttered inbox or check, right. checking email. So that's the one thing to remember is that people, they have this ritual down, they're touching basically every mail piece that they have and they're giving it their undivided attention. So if you can send something that captures their attention, they're, they're going to take action. You know, I, I always say we like to tell people to follow the three C's rule, which is cut through the noise, connect with the recipient in a meaningful way, and then make sure you have a call to action. Mm. And if you, if you do that, then it tends to provide good results, right? If you can, right. You, you already know that you're, you're cutting through the noise because people have 100% of their attention devoted to going through the mail. So if you can stand out and connect with them in a more personal way and then have a clear call to action, those things produce amazing results in terms of getting people to take whatever that call to action is or to drive them back online to do whatever you want them to do. Let's talk a bit more about this formula of yours. Cut through <laughs> the noise, connect, and the third one was provide the call to action. Call right? to action. That's yeah. kind of similar to how we do email too, I think. Like we Exactly. That's interesting. I mean, it's marketing. It's all about the delivering the right <laughs> yeah, message yeah. To, to the right person, right? Yeah. Call to actions. Talk more about this one. Like what kind of call to actions can you have in this um, mail campaigns? Yeah, yeah. So we, we talked about some of them earlier. So, you know, the, the common ones we see are, you know, come back to the site, use this discount code or, you know, reach back out to me, you know, at, at this email address or call text at this phone number. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the things actually that's starting to be more more popular are QR codes. If we were having this conversation, I'd say a year ago. I would say mm-hmm. almost nobody uses QR codes. Like people just, well, they're, they're not in back in style. <laughs> they're back in style. I mean, for sure. I think, you know, one of the silver linings of COVID was they've just been prevalent everywhere. You know, if you've mm-hmm. gone out or done takeout or restaurants, anything. Everything, yeah, yeah, restaurants, everything. Like now is, you know, people are, are really getting trained to pull out your phone, scan this QR code. So, you know, if we were having this conversation, I'd say in, in January, Mm-hmm. I would not have recommended that as, as a good call to action. But now that people are so used to seeing it and used to doing it and know what to do, it's becoming a more and more like popular call to action to, to use. That's really interesting. Okay, so wait a second. So, <laughs> I mean, it's obvious that you can you can kind of integrate the two with direct 
mail and then also email but i mean do you guys work with clavio like does it work well like can you can you combine like clavio segmentation abilities with what you guys do like what is that kind of integration work we love clavio so now i'm like okay yeah. ding this is an amazing idea but does it work with clavio and mm-hmm. can i start promoting this to my clients because this is something that would definitely definitely work you know yeah yeah, excellent question. And you know, the short answer is yes. And then the longer answer is depending on exactly what type of integration and how you're looking to you know, set up the flow, uh-huh. uh, I would recommend going in different directions. So just off the bat, if somebody wants to, let's say they have a, a segment and they want to test out you know, our handwritten notes at a particular segment, uh-huh. literally the easiest thing they can do, go into Clevio, pull the segment that they have into a, you know, a, a CSV, and then literally take that, that CSV, upload it into our system in Ignite Post, and then create a campaign and say, I want to send this entire list that I just uploaded, this handwritten campaign, and, and you're done. The whole, that whole process would probably take five minutes if you, if you have the, the segment. So that's the quickest way to get up and running. If you want to get fancier, it just kind of depends on you know, how far down the rabbit hole you want to go. Mm-hmm. So if you want to typically set up an automation to do this on a regular basis, a couple options there. So then my next step would typically be, you know, listen, if you just want to get something up and running super fast, grab something like our Zapier app and connect it via Clavio's Zapier app. And this way, anytime somebody enters a particular segment, you have full control over, okay, somebody just entered this segment. I want this particular card triggered. So that's wow. typically like a, the, the kind of second, second thing I would recommend. And then obviously, you know, we, we have a standalone API as well. So if you really want, you know, a hundred percent, like, you know, super duper, granular control, you can always just grab the Ignite Post API and trigger specific cards anytime you want. Uh, wow. So it just, it like it depends on, on really how fancy you want to get. That is so freaking cool. Okay. So this is blowing my mind, but so with kind of like the new shift in attitude towards direct mail, towards email marketing and everything, like how do you kind of use, how do you sort of like find a way to use the attitude that people have like towards direct mail marketing, for example, to your advantage? Like what does your pitch look like to people? Like, do you have kind of like, um, uh, what's it called? Like case studies where you can show that like clients who use direct mail versus clients who don't do a lot better or like what, yeah. how, how would you approach a pitch? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a good question. And so the short answer is we, we do have case studies in, in a number of different, uh, different scenarios. And so typically what we do is we kind of match it to whatever the client or prospective client would be most interested in. So, you know, as an example, like we have specific case studies, if you're talking about a, you know, an e-commerce company that is a subscription service, right? Uh-huh. Where they sell some type of subscription box. And based on their goals, you know, uh, we've got great case studies for, you know, if they wanted to increase the number of, you know, reviews they have for the service. We also have some pretty good case studies for elongating the amount of time that somebody is in a particular subscription. Mm-hmm. So it really comes down to, to what your goals are. In general, what we see is if you compare our kind of handwritten note solution to just traditional direct mail or, or you know junk mail, we tend to have a response rate that's about 10 times higher. So if you have done any tests with just normal generic direct mail and you have some idea of what your response rate is, you can typically multiply that times 10. And that's generally the ballpark that you'll see if you do something with, with a handwritten note solution. If you haven't done direct mail and you're just comparing this to your, your outbound email outreach, 
we tend to fall somewhere in the 20 to 30 times higher in terms of response rate. So it, it really kind of depends on what your, your goal is and what use case you're looking for. But those are kind of heuristically what we say. And then based on what specific case you know, case studies people are interested in, we can go kind of kind of deeper based on what you're uh, you're looking to, to use the service for. I, I think you have a few on your website as well, right? We do. Yeah. So oh, we, we've got a bunch of case studies there mm-hmm. depending on, you know, what the use case is. Everything from cold outbound sales prospecting and sales outreach to, you know, warm follow up to, you know, bringing unresponsive leads back into the fold if people have stopped responding to your correspondence. So there's wow. so many different use cases and each one is is unique. So, you know, there's no like, you know, just flat answer for everything. It all right. really just depends. It, it depends on the, the situation. This yeah. is so... Cool. I mean, I don't have much experience with um, like direct mail and stuff, but I sometimes write those notes myself. Uh, my husband and I, we have this little business on Amazon. So we're selling physical products on Amazon. And one oh, nice. of our products is the uh, scratch off maps, like all kinds of maps, like US road trips and stuff like that. And there is like this little tool inside of the inside of the package, like a scratch tool. And sometimes I don't know how they do that. But when people when like Amazon people are like handling the thing, sometimes they somehow lose this little scratch thing. And then we started getting like really bad reviews. And at first it was like, so we were like so scared. But then we found the way to like to find the actual physical address of that person who say left the review and we like send them like the literally the handwritten letter and put that little scratch (laughs) inside and we were like hey we're a small business like yada yada stuff like that so here's the scratch tool here's the coupon for your like next purchase and like if you don't mind please like change your or like remove your one star review or or stuff like that and we were surprised how many like positive feedback we actually got how many like raving fans we got out of that little experience and i yeah the personalized notes are powerful that's something that i learned the the hard way (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah it's it's like recovering from a negative experience is a huge use case for sure um and and you you can set it up to you know click a couple buttons and it's taken care of for you so Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. yeah that that's definitely a, a huge use case we see for sure and like too many people still suffer from this oil and water mentality when it comes to like mixing online and offline marketing right so i I feel like we've we've used like online marketing for the last decade pretty much and like going back to offline media sometimes might be like a mental struggle for many people but this too they work surprisingly well together and when you need to drive online traffic like an integrated approach oh my god it can like literally do wonders for you so Exactly. Right. And and the whole key is, you know, they're not mutually exclusive, right? Just because you start doing some type of offline, you know, marketing doesn't mean you just throw your hands up and stop doing, you know, all of your digital outreach. So, you know, it, email marketing, digital outreach has gotten to the point where it's super cost effective. And so, mm. of course, like continue doing it. Don't don't stop doing it. You know, we're just at a point where you can it, it behooves you now to add other things into the mix because, you know, if they are effective. And we're, I think, going to continue to see a declining effectiveness as more and more players enter the space and just mm-hmm. kind of saturate everybody with just a lot of digital outreach. Right. So what would you say are the like the first steps, like the things to consider when you're deciding on whether or not this is like your tool to use, whether or not Ignite Post is good for you or whether or not the direct mail 
is good for you? What things to what are the things to consider? Yeah. So the number one thing to consider is just your use case. You know, like your your goals. What what are your goals? What are you trying to achieve? And then from there, we, we can work with you to just figure out does it make sense from the from a dollars and cents standpoint. Right. Uh, typically, mm-hmm. it all comes down to the value that that we're providing. So you know, we've worked with everybody from you know folks that sell like you know, candy bars and protein bars all the way up to, you know, folks that sell enterprise SaaS, uh, you know, software and everywhere in between, but it all comes down to the value that we're providing. So, you know, if you can equate, all right, how much is, you know, a positive review on Amazon worth to you, right? Like a lot of folks, if you talk to them, they'll say, well, you know, I can actually correlate that I show up, you know, X points higher in the search results if I can, you know, get a certain number of positive reviews on my site so, or, or on, on Amazon. So it, it really just comes down to what is your ultimate goal and what value do you place on that? And then from there, it, it, it's easy to experiment because you can then stay within the confines of your, your experiment and your trial and cohort and actually just test to see if this makes sense. And at base, I typically recommend that that approach anyway. You know, we normally just don't go crazy. We normally pick a very, very specific proof of concept trial to do. And if it works, then we always know that we can expand and roll out, you know, even more and more. But that's kind of really the key is figuring out, like, get, let's get getting some numbers and putting, putting, some, um, putting some numbers to it. And then once you know that an approach works and you're confident in it, you can always expand from there. So right. it's that's kind good, of a good fa- approach, phased approach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. Arian, thank you so much. <laughs> this has been like the most, like my mind is still like, <laughs> what what on earth is going on? So we have two kind of last kind of ending questions for you. So the first is, what advice would you give to your younger self about starting a business? <laughs> Loaded. I started it like two years ago or something. <laughs> yeah, we're only two years old. So if I, if, <laughs> to your two, if I to your back. two years younger self. <laughs> two yeah. years younger self. Um, I, I think my, my biggest piece of advice would be don't wait until you're ready to just stand where you are and start. You, you know, in general, this might be like a generalization, but nobody's ever ready for anything. If you wait until you're ready, either the market has passed you or the opportunity has passed. Right. So, you know, I think that's probably probably one thing is get started, you know, immediately when, when you, wherever you are and just start making progress, don't necessarily wait for things to be perfect or for the stars to align because they mm-hmm. never are. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. I feel like it's an, an inspirational. Yeah. Like a wrap up. For the <laughs> that should go, that should go on one of those personalized notes that you guys send out. It should. It should. I'm just going to create a service where people can subscribe, and then every every month they get this inspirational quote. From Ariane. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Right. How can how can people find you, Ariane, if they have any like questions, comments? Yep. So if they need to find me, so the fir- the easiest thing to do is go to ignitepost.com. And in fact, if you want to have a robot write you a sample and send it directly to your door, if you go to ignitepost.com slash podcast, you can fill out the form there and you'll actually have the robot send you a free sample right to your door. Dude, so that's, I'm that's doing that. The thing. You should definitely do that. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, the, the easiest way is to, to find me through through IgnitePost and reach out to uh, either the contact form there or my, my contact info is up, up on the website there as well. Awesome. That's so cool. Thank this you so much. So great. Of yeah. course. This is, this has been awesome. Th- thank you send... so much for having me. Oh <laughs> yeah. Do you guys send the cars to Canada? Or uh, that's not something we, you do? So we're focused right now on the U.S., although we have done some international shipping. So if that's something uh-huh. you're 
and we, we can make it happen. That's interesting. That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for having, having me. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much, Arian. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So guys, if you want to hear more awesome podcasts like this one, more awesome episodes like this one, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And if you have any questions at all, or if, if you'd like to be featured in our podcast episode, send all this good things at flowium.com slash ask. And also, if you want to get involved in a community that talks about email marketing, maybe one day we'll start talking about direct mail marketing in there too. Who knows? Make sure that you join us at flowium.com slash community. It's a really cool just kind of chance to engage and, and, and be part of a group that's going to be talking about all things email marketing. People ask questions, people provide suggestions, the whole bit. So it's definitely worthwhile checking out. And if you are interested in getting some more advice on how to establish a solid email marketing strategy for your own personal e-commerce store, make sure you visit flowium.com slash contact. When you go to that link, you'll be able to sign up for a free consultation where someone like myself or Vera will kind of just have a chat with you about what you're doing currently and how you can improve. Next week, we're super, super excited because we will be talking about the best email marketing tools that will help you specifically. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. We'll be talking about a whole variety of subjects and, and little topics that have to do with those tools. So make sure that you that you tune in for next week. And yeah, thank you again, Arian, so much. Today was awesome. And thank you guys so much for listening today. And we will see you all next week or talk to you all next week. <laughs> awesome. We'll thank you. you. Thanks again. Next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Take care. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales because great emails equals revenue squared. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to claim your free ebook and learn how to drive conversions with UGC in 2024. From fresh ways to use UGC on your website to revenue pooling email strategy. Discover actionable insights to master your UGC game in 2024. Stop missing out. Go to flowing.com slash UGC and download this ebook for free.